Welcome to Mystical Musings Podcast with your host, me, Trina Zaragoza, psychic medium and registered nurse. Today, we're going to talk about Samhain and its roots in Halloween and why is the veil thinning right now? So let's first dive into what is this veil that we hear everyone talking about? What is this thin veil? Why is it thinning? And why does it happen at this time all the time? And what exactly is it? Well, between our world and the spirit world, there is something known as liminal space. And the word liminal stems from the Latin limen, meaning threshold. A liminal space is a time between what was and next and is a place of transition and a time of waiting and not knowing the future. Liminal space demotes a time between the physical world and the spiritual world. This is what we call the veil. And from the end of October through the beginning of November, the days surrounding Halloween and Samhain, this veil is at the thinnest, making it the easiest time to connect to spirit. Veils are also the thinnest in places where ecosystems and elements like earth, water, air, and fire meet. This includes sites like waterfalls, earth and water, and volcanoes, inner fire, and outer earth. And there are places in the world where the veil is always thin making it easier to connect with the spirit world year-round. Larger areas where the veil is lifted or even non-exist are known as vortexes. Some of these places may sound familiar, like Sedona in Arizona, Aries Rock in Australia, and Stonehenge in England. These are just to name a few. Also, where there's ley lines, a grid of the planet's magnetic fields. There are not only places, but spaces and time where your own personal veil is lifted, allowing you to connect with the spirit world. For instance, when you're alone and having a quiet moment, when you're in your own element of near water, etc. And for some, while running, swimming, meditation, or even in the moments between awake and asleep or vice versa. The time of day also connects to a lifted veil, dawn and dusk, the liminal space between night and day. There are times during the year when you celebrate your spiritual connections, like Halloween. It's all of these moments that your intuition can be heightened and your connections can come easier. So we need to ask ourselves, why does it thin? It represents a transition or a doorway. It is the space and time between summer and winter. It's the dying of the season. The trees are going dormant and the harvest is behind them. As the days begin to get shorter and the nights stretch longer. As above the ground, the world begins to die back to its roots. The hidden realities rise to the surface. That's the lost memories, the forgotten dreams, the realms of the spirits, that stream of energy that runs beneath all things in autumn. We have the ability to connect to a realm of reality that we normally do not touch or experience. The veil is where you meet your loved ones, your guides, your angels. It is the place between the worlds of the seen and unseen, known and unknown, living and spirit. This means spirits can easily cross between realms and enter our world. This is the optimum time to connect with spirit, to speak to your ancestors and connect with those ones that have crossed over. Now let's talk about Samhain and the roots in Halloween. From the ancient Celts, there were only two seasons, summer and winter. Samhain translates to summer's end and the sunset of the year. In October, much like a sunrise or sunset, 
It is as if we are in two worlds at once, the world of light and the world of darkness. Samhain represented the last of the harvest and the beginning of the new year. It is the space and time between summer and winter and the time of harvest. Although we celebrate both Halloween and Samhain in the days between October and November, you may feel it thinning now as early as September. After all, September is Virgo season the sign of the harvest maiden. Halloween has its roots in this ancient Celtic world. Carving pumpkins, which were originally turnips, wearing costumes and conjuring spirits of the departed are just a few of the activities that have origins in Samhain. Samhain is Celtic or Gaelic festival that marks the end of the harvest season and the beginning of darker half of the year. It falls on October 31st, beginning at sunset and continuing until November 1st, All Saints Day, approximately halfway between the autumn equinox and the winter solstice. Samhain is one of the four primary Celtic seasonal festivals. Beltane, May 1st, marks the livestock being driven to their summer grazing fields, and Samhain marks the time the cattle were brought in from the fields and several were slaughtered for food for the winter. There is evidence that Samhain has been an important celebration since ancient times. The Mound of Hostages, a Neolithic passage tomb of the Hill of Tara, is aligned with Samhain's sunrise. Samhain is mentioned in some ancient Iris literature dating back to the 10th century. Many important events in Celtic mythology begin and occur near the time of Samhain. And on the night of October 31st, they believe that the ghost of the dead returned to earth. Some spirits were troublemakers and they believed they could cause trouble and damage crops. Also, they believed that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids or Celtic priests to make predictions about the future through communication. The Druids built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and did some animal sacrifices to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes, typically consisting of animal heads and skins, and they told each other their fortunes. The fire symbolizes the warmth and light of the sun, and the people would take the bonfire's flame back to their homes to light their homestead fire for a communal one, cementing their reliance on each other. And they also believed to have protective and cleansing powers from this fire. And at Samhain in particular, during the shortening darkner days, the bonfire mimicked the sun, fueling growth and holding back the darkness. By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered most of the Celtic territory. And during the 400 years, they ruled the cultic lands. Two festivals of war... Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Virella, a day in late October where the Romans traditionally honored the passing of the dead. The second was the day to honor Pomona, the goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple, and the incorporation of this celebration into Samhain explains the tradition of bobbing for apples. Now let's talk about Samhain rituals and how they're incorporated into Halloween. Well, in their household gatherings in the ancient Celtic world, rituals were believed to tell the fate of the gathered celebrants, 
particularly regarding marriage and death. Apples associated with the spirits and immortality, and hazelnuts were associated with divine wisdom and were often used in these little ticks and rituals. Apples, like I said, was about other world and immortality. They were involved in a few traditions such as apple bobbing and a similar game involving a revolving stick with an apple and candle attached. The celebration of Halloween was extremely limited in colonial New England because of the rigid Protestant belief systems there. Halloween was much more common in Maryland and the southern colonies. As the belief and customs of different European ethnic groups and the American Indians kind of meshed, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations included play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell their fortunes, and dance and sing the night away. Colonial Halloween festivals also featured the telling of ghost stories and mischief-making of all kinds and by the middle of the 19th century an annual autumn celebration was common but halloween was not yet celebrated everywhere in the country it wasn't until the second part of the 19th century america's was flooded with new immigrants especially the millions of irish fleeing the irish potato famine it helped to popularize the celebration of halloween nationally now let's talk about the history of trick-or-treating trick-or-treating has its origins in the old way of Samhain. people used to go from house to house dressed up as the impish spirits that emerged to the thin veil asking for food they lit their way with a carved turnip or wonderfully named muggle woozle a type of beetroot that had been hollowed out with a lit candle inside and was used as a lantern when the parade around the town was done, it was set on the windowsills to ward off evil spirits. Where does the trick part come in the trick or treat come from? Young women believed that on Halloween, they could divine the name or their appearance of their future husband by doing tricks with yarn and apple parings or a mirror. Apples were peeled with one long pill being tossed over the shoulder. The shape of the pill formed was said to be the first initial of their future spouse's name. An apple bobbing, the first successful apple bob bobber, would be the first one down the aisle. I bet you'll have a different look at apple bobbing now, huh? Hazelnuts were also a significant food that was related to divine wisdom. They took two hazelnuts, roasted it on the fire, one for the person roasting them, and one for the person they desired. If the roasted nuts jumped away from each other, it was believed to be a bad match. Another tale had it if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed at Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband. They would also learn about their futures by peering at an egg yolk floating in a bowl of water, standing in front of mirrors in a darkened room, holding candles and looking over their shoulder for their husband's faces. Small items were hidden in food, especially a fruit bread called farm brack. Upon eating, if you found one piece of in your cake and that trick it foretold your future, for example, a ring meant marriage and a coin meant wealth. These practices merged in today's trick-or-treating tradition when it came to America. Today's turnips have been replaced by pumpkins. The carved gourds are now in the houses that have treats for today's mischievous spirits dressed as anything from Spider-Man to unicorn. And how is this connecting with the spirit? As Samhain is believed that the veil between the physical world and the spiritual or other world is at its thinnest. 
This means spirits can easily cross between the realms and enter our world. This means all spirits from across the veil, and not just loved ones, come through. They believe they needed to please the spirits to ensure their population and livestock were not going to die during the harsh winter. Food and drink were often left out for the fairies, and occasionally an animal was sacrificed to appease the spirits. Relatives and friends who have passed that year were invited to share in the party and the food was left around in case they were passing through it is a time of honoring the dead a time of celebrating life and death and the link between the two a lot of homes would hang up rosemary because it's the herb of remembrance it would be displayed wafting its remembrance scent out to call the spirits of the loved one forth into the home and there's other celebrations that correlate with this the mexican celebration of dia des Muertos is observed on november 1st and 2nd it's a prime example designed to honor and recognize the souls of those who passed on they believe to visit their earthly families and don't forget about all saints days it's celebrated on november 2nd by the 19th century the influence of Christianity has spread into Celtic lands, where it gradually blended with the older Celtic rites. In 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Saints Day a day to honor the dead. It's widely believed today that the church was attempting to replace the Celtic festival of the dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday. So how can you connect to Halloween and embrace the magic? Tis the time of magic of releasing the old and planning the new. The magic of finding brave new directions. The magic of connecting with your ancestors, your loved ones who have passed, and all the invisible currents of energy running through the earth. In autumn, everything you've been working on comes to full harvest, and a powerful transformation tends to occur at the first frost settles in. Autumn is a gift that completes a cycle so a whole new period can begin. First, remember protection is vital during this time. It's able to give you the opportunity to explore and take the time to learn how to ground yourself as well as protect yourself. Not all veils and vortexes are energetically pure. The overall veil over our existence at this time is lifting and more people are born with sensitivities and connections to the other side. The more the world is filled with sensitive, gifted people, the more they can use these gifts to create a better world for us, and the closer to spirit we will be. And so here are some ways you can connect during this time. Dream space has two different ones. Stay conscious as you drift off to sleep. The time between waking and sleep is your personal thinning of the veil. It's that personal liminal space. Try this. And get into bed with the intention of staying conscious as much as you can during the process of drifting off to sleep. The more you do this, the more you'll get a hang of this. You will find that you can direct your dreaming mind and enter the luminal dreaming world with intentions and purpose. This can come in handy, for example, you've been landlocked and you want to visit the seaside. You would like to get some advice from a spirit guide or guardian angel. Or you want to make contact with a loved one that has transitioned to the other side. So just be patient and practice. This takes time to develop. Also, try to connect during your dreams. During October, get into bed to connect and drift off to sleep. Think of some advice from a spirit guide and guardian angel that you want to connect with a loved one that has tra transitioned to the other side and just ask to see them and see what dreams happen. There's other ways too. Now remember, I was talking about protection. Use sage to cleanse. Cleanse your area. Inhale the smell of sage three times. 
take three deep breaths to center yourself and allow the sense of calmness to wash over you. Sage aids in healing from grief and helps to increase wisdom and helps you build an emotional strength. Open up those doors and windows. Allow the old energy out and the new energy and waft that smoke around you and then move to each room of your home. Allow the smoke to move through your space. And you do so with the set intention to release anything that is not serving you. And choose a mantra like, I release the thoughts that are no longer serving me from creating my highest potential. I call an abundance and positivity into this new journey ahead. And enjoy, cleanse it. It's like a deep scrub with bleach. You want to take a cleansing bath or shower. Water is so incredibly powerful. When you use the benefits, it helps you bring in the centering and balancing. Take that time to relax, meditate, focus on the releasing and the negative energy from your space. And imagine letting go with no longer serving you and having it go down the drain. Have fun with it. Make it a beautiful thing with candles, herbs, smoke, music, whatever it looks like. Have fun with those baths. Enjoy it. My next favorite one is go outside at sunrise or sunset. This is liminal space time. Every day there's two moments when the veil is the thinnest sunrise and sunset and especially in October the year this veil is thin everything lifts as saw wind and sunrise and sunset are powerful portals that you can enter the space between worlds if you look at a lot of ceremonies and rituals you'll see them scheduled around this time because of that when I'm doing any time of setting intentions or calling things forth I'm going to do it at sunrise and sunset because I know that veil is thinner and that energy is going to be able to move and not be restricted as much. Another way is honor your ancestors. Look at those photos. Connect with them. Do a practice that's leading up to this time. Many magical spiritual people enjoy creating altars to their beloved ones that have passed on at this time. Just by simply looking at photos. It helps engage them. It helps bring up the memories. Even if it's sad because you love them and you miss them, honor them because they're a part of you. They're a part of who you are. It helps you connect to spirit. And it helps you appreciate the life that you have now, that you're in this present moment of this gift of walking on this journey right now. Now, this next one, you can use it two ways. You can use it to help you sensitize to the energy or desensitize, depending on how sensitive you are. And it's working with crystals. There's some crystals that will help you sensitize you to the thinning of this veil. Ones to protect is black tourmaline, smoky quartz, hematite. You can use those to kind of help you with the energy that's going on. Ones to help you connect is opal, October's birthstone. Opal is a great one for that high vibrational energy. It amplifies its powers. There's labdorite and moonstone. can also help you make contact to the other side. And don't forget to cleanse those crystals and set the intention to become more aware and to the open of the portals between the worlds. Switch to your left hand as you breathe, relax, and make contact with the realm of the unseen, mysterious, and magical. Keep your crystal with you during the day and hold it in your left hand as you drift off to sleep. Happy crystal scrying. Next, spend time in a cemetery. I can't tell you, one of my favorite childhood things was my mom would take me to have lunch in Central City's old cemetery. And I remember I just loved it as a child. Cemeteries are literally created with the intention to make that connection to the, the realm of the living and the realm of the dead. It's so we can remember and to honor them. And as you feel it, it becomes one of our places here on earth for a reason at any time of year taking a mindful walk through a cemetery will open up your senses to the world beyond this physical world you can feel it you can feel it the intensity there 
Next one, read poetry. Not all poetry will sensitize you to the thinning veil, but poetry that makes you feel things is the mystery of time and existence. That will help you connect. Poetry bridges the world. It's a written in human language, but it also connects and transcends the nature of the language, pointing to the timeless, the birthless, deathless, and the eternal. Naturally, this will be different to everyone, but for me, poetry like Rumi, Angelo, or Lord Byron can help you connect to that other world. So use poetry. Words have power. Another way you can do this is communicate with plants, animals, and trees. Trees have consciousness. These plants have consciousness. And connecting with them, it helps you open up to this portal of the worlds. Try different practices to sensitize you to the thinning of the veil. Sit with the plant, sit with the tree, and see what it has to say. Another ones that are really sensitive at this time are animals. You can sit with your cat or your dog or talk to crow. Simply think about connecting to that energy and see that communication forming in your head. While mainstream culture assumes and applies that animals are lesser beings or lesser importance, this is far from the spiritual truth. Animals can sense spirit. Use them to help sense the energy around you. Well, I hope you learned some history of Halloween while this veil is thinning and other ways that you can connect to Sao Wind and the energies around you at this time. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Connect with me on social media or at my website at www.alteredhaven.com and set up an appointment if you want to learn about your personal power and intuition. Come connect with me. And I want to leave you with the little tidbit that spirit gave me. The echoes of summer hang in the air. The amber hoop canopy with golden leaves falls to the ground. Vibrancy and light dim wafedness into the shadows end. Time to embrace the magic calling us forth. Soon winter's chilly kiss will be upon us and solitude around us. May your autumn be blessed and have a very fun, spooky Halloween. Do you hear the spirits calling? Leave a like and subscribe.